It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's Monday, August 8th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, the Guardians earned a split in their uh, four-game series with the Houston Astros. Back-to-back quality starts, outstanding starts, really, by Cal Quantrill and Tristan McKenzie. And uh, you get you come away with wins on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, McKenzie's outing on Saturday, on Sunday was was particularly outstanding. Uh, eight innings, only allowed two hits, struck out eight uh, against a, a lineup that's you know second in the the American League in home runs. Yeah, just a great outing, uh, Joe. Uh, his second uh, second really well-pitched game against the Astros uh, this season. Uh, what he, he retired 18 straight at one point. Just really a dominant performance. And, uh, boy, they, did they need that. That You know, because the way this series started, you know, they, they, they get blown out the first two games, outscored 15 to three. You're thinking, okay, this is when the, uh, this is when the boat leaves the dock here and uh, the slide starts, but they came back to, to gain a split. You know, they win a four, one Saturday and, and one to nothing uh, yesterday. So just uh, really, really an encouraging series. And two great starts, like you said, by Quantrill and McKenzie. And, and you got to see Luke Maley become the hero, hitting the yeah. hitting the solo home run uh, onto the home run porch. Uh, the the one nothing score. He he got a a fastball up and in from uh, uh, Luis Garcia and and clobbered it. Uh, you know, Maley talked after the game. Mostly, he talked about Tristan McKenzie because obviously McKenzie's performance was was the big one, but. You know, that's uh, Maley's first home run since uh, May of 2019 when he was with the Blue Jays. That's uh, that that's how long it's been since he's had a home run. Uh, and, you know, just hit a, a contribution from him. Uh, he, he wins a game for him. Yeah, timing is everything. And uh, I think, uh, you know, when you, when you look at Hedges' stats and Luke Maley's stats recently, you know, with all the uh, – you know, all the chatter about uh, the Guardians looking to upgrade the catching position because of the lack of offense. Uh, you know, those two guys are starting to make a little contact here. You know, they're, they're starting to contribute uh, offensively, and that's good to see. Yeah, uh, Austin Hedges has looked uh, a little more spry, a little more lively in his legs, I guess, uh, the last uh, couple of games, and that's that's a good thing to see for sure. Uh, Maley said after the game, talking about Tristan McKenzie, uh, that when McKenzie is hitting his spots 
on the extension side for right-handed hitters. So when his fastball is hitting the the outside corner against right-handed hitters, uh, his curveball and his his uh, breaking pitches really play up. And that's really the example of what he said happened yesterday was he was sharp on the outside corner to right-handed hitters. He was hitting strikes there. And then the the curveball and the slider played off of that. And, and you saw, you know, the kind of outing you got out of Tristan McKenzie yesterday. Uh, is is he uh, the, the ace of the future for this club? Oh, yeah, I definitely think so, Joe. Uh, you know, he certainly is on, on uh, you know, he's on the rise. His stock is rising. And, uh, you know, and, and that's a good thing because, uh, you know, we, we, you know, Bieber, I think, is starting to, uh, you know, find his uh, kind of find his groove. But, you know, McKenzie, you know, we saw these streaks last year from him, but he seems to be a little more, much more consistent, I should say, this season in, in stringing together, you know, quality starts and, and really competitive starts. You know, we, uh, the Guardians have had two right now, you know, Quantrill and uh, and McKenzie, and now Bieber will start you know, Tuesday night against Detroit. And, you know, the, so let's see if he can uh, keep the uh, the momentum going. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a struggle for the the Guardians. They're what, uh, seven, uh, five and seven uh, against the the Tigers this year. So a uh, big series coming up in Detroit to see if they can get two out of three uh, and and head off to Toronto, uh, you know, on a on a winning note. Uh, certainly no lack of uh, news surrounding the Guardians. Uh, this past weekend, uh, the biggest news, I guess, uh, happened uh, with a player that, uh, you know, was sent down earlier in the week, uh, Framil Reyes and, and Bobby Bradley, both designated for assignment uh, from the 40-man roster. So, or actually, uh, Framil was designated for assignment. Bobby Bradley was just released because he wasn't on the 40-man uh, down in, in AAA Columbus. Uh, but it, it it appears that they're they're making moves to to sort of clear space for uh, for some of these young guys to come up uh, here later on in the season. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, Joe. Uh, um, you know, Fran Mel Reyes, you know, opened the season, uh, the season opener against Kansas City as, uh, you know, the, the cleanup hitter. Uh, Bobby Bradley uh, was hitting fifth right behind him. And now they're both gone. And uh, as Terry Francona said, you know, Saturday after the announcement was made, you can go from a prospect to a suspect in a big hurry in this game. And boy, those, those are two classic examples of that. And, uh, you know, especially Reyes, you know, we, we knew Bobby Bradley was on borrowed time. You know, he had a big contact problem, you know, and we just, you know, he, he was only up here for eight or nine or 10 games. And you saw, you know, Owen Miller and, and, uh, you know, Josh Naylor kind of putting pressure on him at first base and DH. Uh, but uh, Reyes was was supposed to be a cog in this team, Joe. He was supposed to be, you know, he's supposed to be the the guy that was going to drive in 100 runs and uh, hit 30 home runs. Yeah, and provide that protection for Jose Ramirez uh, from the four spot. Uh, and, and he just didn't do it all season. Uh, and, and you're right. This was not something that the club saw coming. This is, I mean, Fran Mill's a guy that you, you build around and, you know, he has the personality. He's a, he's a marketable guy. He's, he's a guy you can put out there as, as not necessarily maybe the, the forward face of the franchise, but a guy who you can build marketing around. Uh, they, they gave him a, a Jersey uh, day last year. They gave him a, a bobblehead day that's coming up in September uh, where they're going to give away his bobblehead. 
Uh, yeah. At, at, I don't think, I don't think that's, I think that's off the table now, Joe, unless, unless, you know, he gets, uh, he gets, uh, you know, he does, he goes unclaimed and, and, ha- and they outright him back to AAA, you know, but if he's not in the organization, there's going to be a lot of, <laughs> I was told uh, there's going to be a lot of Fran Mill Reyes bobbleheads, you know, floating on uh, eBay or something. I'm not sure where they're yeah, going to be. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they said that they would still give the bobblehead away on, on the third because people bought the tickets for that day. So, you know, they, but, you know, Curtis, be- Curtis was saying that, Curtis Danberg said, "If he's out of the, if he's not in the organization, they would not hand him out. They so would not hand him out. We'll wow. have to see. Well, that's interesting. Wow. Uh, yeah, it, like you said, that there there is a path for him to come back to the club, uh, if not on the forty man roster yet, but uh, if if he goes unclaimed on the waiver wire uh, after the seven days, they can outright him to Columbus, and he can't refuse the outright. That's the." That's uh, part of the deal right now is he has nowhere to go if he if he refuses the outright. So, uh, yeah, very interesting uh, developments with Fran Miller. And, and, and as far as Bobby Bradley goes, uh, it's not like Bobby Bradley didn't get the op- opportunity to to prove himself. Like you said, he was the the opening day first baseman. He just uh, he didn't he we knew that there would be strikeouts. Uh, we just were hoping that there would be more contact with Bobby Bradley. Yeah, and uh, the interesting thing, another interesting thing about Fran Mill is they can't trade him. You know, usually if you DF, you you designate a, a player, you know, you've got seven days to trade, release, or put him on waivers. But since he was on a major league contract and the uh, trading deadline has come and gone, you know, you can't trade the guy. So, right. uh, you know, you either, uh, you know, release him. I guess you either, you know, re- put him on waivers and, and release him or, you know, you outright him. Right. Uh, and like we said, uh, to clear space on the 40 man uh, is one of the reasons why they're making uh, that move. And, you know, to, they they also uh, released Alex Call. They designated him for assignment. He was on the 40 man roster. They uh, brought up Jake Jewell, who's a reliever who was at, at AAA. But uh, I think he's on pretty much borrowed time on the 40 man roster until they they have a need there uh, as well in, in terms of a pitcher. Uh one of the names that keeps popping up is 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 Bo Naylor, uh, Josh Naylor's younger brother, former first round pick of the uh, the Guardians. They uh, Naylor is uh, you know hitting the lights out in uh, in Columbus. They had him batting leadoff the other day again. Uh, he has now cracked the top 100 prospects list uh, from MLB Pipeline. Cincinnati's Nick Lodolo uh, graduated out of the top 100. Uh, as as he was promoted uh, a, a while back, uh, so that makes room for Bo Naylor in the top 100. Uh, that gives the Guardians 10 prospects right now in that top 100. Uh, eventually, Nolan Jones and Tyler Freeman will have to move out, but uh, right now, 10 prospects in the top 100 makes makes the Guardians look pretty good. Yeah, well, you know that's what they've been building toward. That's why you know they've spent the last four or five years. Uh, bringing in prospects through the draft and through internet, the international signing period. Uh, and, and they've accumulated a, a lot of talent there, Joe. Uh, and as we saw at the trading deadline, they're reluctant to let it go. Yeah. And it, it's, they're committed right now to, to making, uh, to, to seeing that sort of plan all the way through. So uh, you're going to see these young guys at some point this season, there's, the, there's a, 
none of these moves are being made without an eye on uh, the end of this season and the ability to to expand the roster and bring guys up. Definitely. And, uh, you know, it's going to be exciting. We've, you know, they've got a bunch, you know, they're starting like three, four rookies every night now, uh, every game. Uh, so, you know, this is what, this is what we're going to see for the rest, you know, the last two, you know, last month and a half of the season, two months of the season. Uh, and it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, we've, we've seen, uh, we've seen Quan from, uh, day one, you know, uh, and it was good to see him back in the lineup Sunday, Joe, get a couple of hits after, you know, he fouled that ball off his foot. Uh, what was that Friday? I think it was Friday. Left the game Friday and ended his 18 game, uh, hitting streak. And that was another thing that, uh, you know, Tito said after the game, he said, you know, Quan really showed him something when Tito told him, Hey, uh, I'm thinking about taking you out of the game. I know you got an 18 game hitting streak. Uh, and Quan said, "That's eh, nothing. Don't worry about it. You know, do what's best." And 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 Quan did that, and you know he was right back in there on Sunday. So uh, you're you're hoping that he's feeling a lot better. Uh, looked looked pretty good with the two hits. Uh, and now uh, I'm I'm starting to not get surprised or you know, I guess caught off guard when when Quan has a two or a three hit game now. You know, when he gets up there and and you know bangs out two line drives and. He's on base three times in a game with a walk. Uh, it's it's not surprising anymore. No, he, you know, he is really kind of, to me, Joe, he looks like he's turned a corner that like he knows he can play here. He knows he's, you know, a valuable part of this, uh, this lineup. And he really, you know, fills that, uh, that leadoff spot so well. He does a lot of things uh, that, that, you know, that leadoff hitters do, you know, he sees a lot of pitches, he gets on base, he can run, you know, he, he, he lets the, the rest of the lineup see, you know, exactly what a pitcher is doing because he's, he's so, uh, you know, he's so uh, disciplined at the plate. He doesn't strike out a lot. All right. Uh, all right. Let's uh, move on to the Minnesota twins. I uh, got some bad news this week as Alex Kirloff, uh, is is going under the knife. He's he's uh, set for season-ending wrist surgery, uh, and and that's a guy who was was pretty effective against the Guardians when he faced him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he this season he's hitting three seventy-five with one homer, six RBIs, and it just kind of adds to a kind of a, a lengthening list of injured uh, Minnesota Twins. Mal- Emilio uh, Pagan left left uh, yesterday's club with well, a right. Actually- that one actually hurts. That one actually hurts the Guardians because they want to see as much of Emilio Pagan as possible. Yeah, right. Yeah, but uh, but Ryan Jeffers, the catcher's on there on the D, on the IL. Sano's on there. Uh, Kyle Garlic, uh, Trevor uh, Lernick, and a couple of other pitchers are on still on the injured list. So you know it's going to be really interesting uh, just how that comes into play you know, going down the stretch here because in the, a- in the a- AL Central, uh, the Guardians are one game back and uh, of the Twins. So, you know, anything can happen right now. And they're one game back thanks to uh, a, a replay official in New York uh, uh, yesterday who uh, infuriated Rocco Baldelli to the point where Baldelli got tossed out of the game. Uh, it was extra inning ball game. Uh, the the uh, Blue Jays had a sack fly to left field late in the game. Runner coming home, throw to the plate. Gary Sanchez uh, makes the tag 
is, is, is initially called out at the plate, but on replay review, uh, the, the call was overturned. They said Sanchez blocked the plate, didn't give, uh, was it Whit Merrifield, a, a lane yeah. to the, to the plate. Uh, and the, the replay official basically decided that game because, uh, Toronto went on to, uh, you know, close out the, the win, uh, and, and, and really, uh, that game, it's one game, but you think about it, Baldelli went, went berserk on the, the umpires around the field and they really weren't even the ones that made the wrong call. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he got thrown out of the game and then, you know, spent, spent the whole post-game press conference complaining about the call. And I could see how, you know, why he was so irate, you know, they could, that was a tying run. They end up losing what three, two and 10 innings. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and just, uh, that was, that's a tough way to, that's a tough way to lose a game that, you know, and we saw the same call, you know, the same result, not the, uh, in the Pittsburgh, in the uh, Pittsburgh, uh, uh, Baltimore uh, game, another run was taken off the board uh, when uh, Baltimore scored. Or no, Baltimore had uh, had had made the out at the plate. Uh, Pittsburgh's uh, manager Derek Shelton uh, challenged, and that call was overturned too. And you know that started a big inning for uh, the Pirates, and uh, they they won that game. Well, and you think about it, uh, <laughs> both of those calls helped the Guardians because. Uh, Baltimore's ahead of Cleveland in the, uh, the, the wild card standings, uh, Minnesota's ahead of Cleveland in the, the AL central standings, uh, mark this date on the calendar so that we look back and, and, and see, you know, if, if there's a a one game or a half game lead or something like that, there's, uh, it'd be, be interesting to see how the, both of those races shake out based on one win, uh, either, either way. Um, uh, your thoughts on that play, though the the call at the plate where uh, Sanchez uh, was was ruled to have blocked the plate in the old days. I mean, he just gets uh, Merrifield just blows through him, and he's going to be safe, yeah. right? Yeah, I thought uh, you know I thought the throw took Sanchez into the line in, into uh, you know the, the the baseline into the path of the the, the runner. And uh, I still thought uh, Merrifield had a, had a chance to slide to the back of the bag, but uh, you know he was blocked off. You know he, he looked like he was blocked off by Sanchez's leg. So uh, on the field, I think right call. I, I think the official in the moment uh, saw the tag, saw the play, uh, right call at the right time. The official did the right thing by ruling him safe. Uh, the when uh, the when Toronto challenges that play. Uh, you know, they do what what basically you should do if you're uh, on the losing side of that call. You have you have no reason not to challenge it because it's a 50 50 roll of dice right now, whether or not it's going to come out in your favor. You know, who knows what the 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 officials, the, the replay officials are going to see. Uh, I think given that same situation, if Terry Francona is ever in that situation, he has no reason not to challenge a call like that because, you know, it could come out in his favor. Yeah, and and it's such a hard call to to make, you know. You know, usually, you know, the the catcher is almost has to take the throw in front of the plate, and then try a swipe tag and leave, you know, a lane open for the for the uh, runner. But if if you know if it's like a throw from left field and and the throw brings you into the the baseline, what are you? Where's the catcher supposed to go? 
You know, is yeah. he supposed to jump out of the way? I, I don't know. You know, that's it's that's such a tough call. And I think that's one of the reasons we haven't seen a call called a whole lot. But coincidentally, you know, we've seen two on on the same day here over the weekend. Well, and that's the point that Baldelli was trying to make in his post game was you, we haven't seen that call reversed in that way in forever. That it's it, and he's right. It's been a long time since we've seen a a call like that overturned. But uh, to have it basically decide a ball game like that is you know it's tough for I, I can understand his frustration. I don't understand why he flipped out on the officials that were on the field because they made the right call in his eyes and, and they did everything right in his eyes. So why is he screaming at them? Uh, I don't understand. And I I saw him, he he pointed at the, uh, at the press box. Nobody in that press box had anything to do with that call either. Is it pick up the phone and call the guys in New York after the game, but but you, you did your team no favors by getting run out of that game. If, if you're not there for the final, you know, your final at bat or whatever, uh, I don't, I really don't understand why Rocco Baldelli went and got himself thrown out of that game when uh, the guys on the field and in the press box aren't the ones he should have been upset about. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, he, and he's usually, he seems, he strikes me as such a, you know, kind of laid back, a little ca- calm individual, but that was, you know, and the, the post-game press conference, you know, like he was like giving, he, he sounded like a college professor giving a dissertation on the thing. So, but he was, he, he lost his temper on the field. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, that's uh, it, it, not a great look, but not, uh, you know, totally understandable, I guess, for, uh, for Baldelli. Uh, so, so that really does set up a, a, a big week for Cleveland. Uh, three in Detroit, all very winnable games with with Shane Bieber going. Uh, we get the return of Aaron Savali uh, on, I believe, Wednesday uh, as well. He, he comes off the injured list. Uh, so should be uh, an, an interesting week. Uh, and then Cal Quantrill gets to pitch in uh, in Toronto when the uh, when the ball club goes up there. Yeah, that his hometown. That's the team his dad pitched for. And uh, so that'll be fun for him. And uh, it's going to be Joe. What, what do you think? Uh, do they take the whole 26 man roster up there? Or are we going to have well, some, some uh, anti anti-vaxxers staying at home? Well, we will, uh, we will find out who has and who has not uh, taken the shot. Uh, I mean, th- that whole stance to me is, is ridiculous. And you, you, you've heard my, my thoughts on it in, in the past, but, uh, you know, if Whit Merrifield can be the ringleader in uh, in Kansas City and, and you know, convince his teammates not to do it, and, and then once he's traded there uh, to a team that has a chance to make the playoffs, it's all of a sudden, oh, well, I'll just take a shot. You know what? That tells me you're not doing it because you have this this deep-seated belief in, you know, the, the vaccine isn't good for you. It's, it's a political, uh, you know, BS thing that it, it, you're – he loses so much credibility with me now because that that's the way he operated. So uh, I hope Wit gets, uh, gets plunked a bunch of times in that series. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be interesting. I talked to, uh, I talked to uh, Chris Antonetti last week about her and he said we would have more forthcoming the closer we get to the series. So, yeah. but I know they're going to, you know, they, they've got to, uh, you know, the, the, they're going to have a meet when they get to Detroit and uh, you know, discuss the uh, what what you know, what information, what uh, the the requirements are to get into uh, Canada. 
well, all I can, all I know is you better bring your vaccination card and have all of your, your uh, documentation ready for, for when you try to cross the border, because I don't need a phone call at, uh, <laughs> at midnight on Thursday saying Hoinsey's in, uh, Hoinsey's been detained at the border. Uh, you got to get to Canada. So I'll, I'll be swimming across the St. Lawrence Seaway. <laughs> all right, Hoinsey. Uh, that'll do it for today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, we will catch you again on Wednesday from Detroit. Uh, we'll talk to you then. All right, Joe.